a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Now, I don't watch a whole lot of Stephen Colbert, uh, but occasionally you see something that catches your eye, and something caught my eye uh, that was an amazing moment. Uh, he had on his guest, Ken Burns, uh, who has created a new PBS documentary, Benjamin Franklin. So, of course, that caught my attention. Also had uh, Mandy Patinkin, uh, who does the voice of Benjamin Franklin. And it's, it's really uh, stunning. And it's incredibly well done with classic uh, Ken Burns approach to all of it. Uh, but Stephen Colbert, these were some serious moments on a late night show uh, that I thought were epic in terms of getting us to think about who are we? Who are we as Americans and what do we do? What do we learn from history and how do we apply it to the challenges of today? So first, Stephen Colbert asked the documentary creator, Ken Burns, in what way does learning about Benjamin Franklin tell us about who we are? Here's his answer. I have to say, Stephen, as I finished this film, I felt closer to it in a way because of the spirit of Franklin, the faults as well as the as the exceptional aspects. And that's the thing we don't do today. He was all about compromise. He was all about working together. He's on the hundred dollar bill. You know, everybody wants more Benjamins. But, you know, we forgot that's only half the story because he wanted it. He, he retires early and then holds the stuff, as Mandy said, without patent, the inventions that he does. But he wants to promote a civic life. So there's, you know, American freedom is what I want, but it's also what we need. He was born in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, which would become the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And he died in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And that idea of Commonwealth has abandoned us. And as we embraced him, I think we could reacquire, reacquired a sense of our own possibilities, even in the middle of all of the stuff that's going on now. I love that focus on the Commonwealth and, and Franklin's desire to have civil society uh, really be the center of it all, not the politics, not the government, uh, but civil society, that commonness, that connectedness. Uh, that he was really all about. Then it was interesting, uh, Stephen Colbert went on to ask uh, Manny Patinkin, again, who does this great voice and is just so powerful as Benjamin Franklin uh, in this documentary. He asked what he learned about the country while studying and then acting, giving the voice to Benjamin Franklin. How often he would sit and listen for the longest period of time while the others spoke. And he would wait for his turn. And then he would offer gold. He had a patience 
But most of all, as Ken just said, he had compromise. And he, you know, when when they signed the, the Declaration of Independence, they say it's July 4th. It was actually July 2nd, I learned. And there were 130 ships waiting to come into New York to attack with, you know, to attack our revolutionary army, to end the dream of Franklin and his compatriots of America, to stop it. There were 300 ships in total and all the king's men waiting for us. And where else have we just seen that image but in Ukraine, where the entire Russian army was circling this country to destroy it. And I went, where have I seen that picture before? I saw it in this documentary. I saw it in these books. This was the history of our country of us. and of us. And, and it continually repeats itself. And we have to remember that we are all refugees. And he was a refugee. He came here. He, he came here. No taxation without representation. I want a voice in my government. I want to be a part of the people. I want to have a business. I want to have a, a life. I want to say, I don't want to be a subject. And all of us, all of our ancestors came to this country for that dream. And we have to remember refugees who are suffering from conflict, co- climate change, COVID-19, all over the world, every day. This is a problem that will never go away. And we have to fight for not losing the ability to listen to our uncles, brothers, sisters, friends, cousins who are on the polar opposite side of our belief system. And we have to find the patience to hear what they're saying and why they're saying what they're saying. They are our fellow citizens and they are our family. They are the fabric of America as we are. And we will not have our democracy, our republic. We will not be able to keep it if we do not find a way to appreciate each other with grace. Uh, those are some great words. That was a very impassioned plea. And you can imagine uh, studying for a role, studying for that role to be Benjamin Franklin, uh, the history that he went through. And so many important lessons there in terms of how often Benjamin Franklin just listened, listened for long periods, had patience. Uh, this recognition that we're all refugees and that we need to be able to have the patience to listen to each other with grace, uh, even if it's our brother's sister-in-law's aunts, uncles, nephew uh, that we desperately disagree with in terms of the issues. Uh, doing that is is really the essence of who we are as Americans. And it's that ability. I think it's what Tocqueville uh, identified in our country, that free association, good people coming together to do good things. Uh, I think it was Margaret Mead who said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Uh, indeed, it's the only thing that ever has and uh, I love this uh, focus. If you haven't watched the documentary on PBS uh, about Benjamin Franklin, it will give you great insight into the country, uh, into our founding. And, of course, uh, Franklin was the, the wise sage. He was uh, much older than most of uh, those that he worked with. But he understood this connection, uh, this connection to, to community, to really what Franklin really desperately wanted from the beginning, to be part of this commonwealth. Uh, this community, this interconnectedness. Uh, I remember seeing this uh, a few years ago. Uh, I spoke at the Bonneville Exchange Club, uh, and it was just a, a small meeting, and it was just America at its finest. A uh, group was planning to, to take some children in need bowling. Another was signing up for ringing the bells at the, at Christmas for the Salvation Army. 
uh, it was inspiring to me to just watch this group come together. And they were just doing good. They were just professionals, people who decided to get together. And it actually reminded me of Benjamin Franklin. Uh, of course, he started what was uh, known as the Leather Apron Club, uh, often called the Junto. Uh, 1727 and it was really just a group of laborers they were called the leather aprons because most of them were from the trades they were carpenters and printers and so on uh, and they would get together and they had some really interesting rules uh, it was always about uh, who can we help where can we make a difference uh, he in fact he had 24 rules uh, they were questions that they started every meeting with and that is you know what's a new story you've heard lately uh, that we should hear about have we heard anybody doing really well? Do we know of any citizen who's uh, done something of worthy action? Do you have uh, any acquaintances who might be sick or wounded or need remedy or help in some way? Uh, can you think of anybody uh, that uh, has been extra serviceable? Do you know of anyone uh, deserving uh, as a fresh start or a new opportunity? Uh, and it's really what Franklin was was all about, was promoting uh, this little group that got together to think, not to not to come to an agreement on everything, but to talk and to listen, to explore ideas, uh, to get to that elevated conversation, uh, to find common ground, uh, which is always higher ground. And uh, those were the challenges. Those were the things that Franklin laid out. We may go back through this uh, tomorrow. Uh, in some specifics, if you look at the society that Benjamin Franklin set up in this small group that got together to do good things and to have higher level conversation to me is really the essence of it all. Uh, and I love that uh, on a late night comedy show, you could actually hear that kind of conversation, uh, both what uh, Ken Burns talked about in terms of Franklin's just deep, deep desire uh, to be part of this commonwealth, uh, this ability to, to come together uh, and to, to recognize what we have in common. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Manny Patinkin uh, playing the role of Franklin and his studying for that uh, and talking about the history of this country and what does bind us together. And even what binds us uh, to people half a world away in Ukraine uh, who are fighting for their freedom or refugees who have had to flee from conflict, uh, that we all have the opportunity. And it starts by making sure we don't lose the ability to listen, that we don't lose patience, uh, that we recognize all that we have in common, and then figuring out how we can appreciate, appreciate each other across our differences with grace. All right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, it's opening day of Major League Baseball. We have a very important baseball lesson for you coming up next. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor... You'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. 
Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.